Welcome to the Books and Bites podcast. Each month, we bring you book recommendations and discuss the bites and beverages to pair with them. My name is Eden Gray, and I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Green. And uh, we're recording in the Jessamine County Public Library's recording studio. This month, we're going to be talking about our favorite summer reads um, and recommending some books and recipes and cookbooks to go along with them. So, Carrie, what did you use to decide what makes a good summer read for you? Well, I think it's very specific for me. It has to be kind of maybe a little lighter than what I normally read, but not too light. Um, You know, not complete fluff. If it's in an exotic location, even better. Ooh, okay. Love a beach setting. Um, I also like books that have some humor in them. Um, To make it a little lighter. Yes. Um, Although my favorite comedies are black comedies. (laughs) Um, And I think both of the books that I chose for today have an element of that. Okay. I don't think I picked any humorous books, although I think a couple of them have some humorous aspects. I definitely like to pick books that have to deal with, that are set in summer, summer vacation Mm -hmm. or any other vacation or um, going someplace new. Uh, It helps if the book is light and fluffy, but it doesn't have to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I also definitely like to pick books that stand alone that I can just read Mm -hmm. and finish and and feel accomplished about and and not a series. I I don't really like to pick series for my Mm -hmm. summer books. I know some people kind of go the opposite way and like to pick like classics or something challenging that they feel they don't have time for. Um, Right. I also recommend a lot of series to especially young readers over the mm -hmm. summer because they want that whole stack of books that they can just pick the next one up right away and keep going and and have something to read right away. and that, that's different for everyone. Yeah. I never have the problem of not having anything to read. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't. My stack is never ending. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll go ahead and get started on our book recommendations. first book I want to talk about is I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. This is a contemporary and literary young adult novel about family, love, and the meaning of life and happiness. And it's by award-winning author uh, Jandy Nelson. She won a Prince Award for her first book, The Sky is Everywhere. The book is about Jude and her twin brother Noah. At first, they're inseparable, and Jude says their names, Noah and Jude, like it's one word. Noah draws constantly and is falling in love with the charismatic boy next door, while daredevil Jude wears red lipstick, high heels, cliff dives, and does all the talking for both of them. But years later, when they're older, they're barely talking to each other or anyone else. Lots of things change in their lives. The boy next door comes back, Jude meets an intriguing guy in a motorcycle, and she finds a mysterious new artistic mentor who used to be a famous sculptor and is now hiding out from the world in a warehouse. 
The novel is told from the point of view of both Noah and Jude, who use very different writing styles to convey their thoughts and feelings. The whole novel is captivating, incredibly well-written, and definitely has appeal for both teen and adult readers. If you're a fan of dramatic storytelling and moving family dramas, then try I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. On page 178 of the book, Jude remembers a very important proverb from her grandmother, and it says, If a boy gives a girl an orange, her love for him will multiply. These proverbs are the laws of Jude's life. She uh, does what they say all day long. She's kind of obsessed with them, and that means she will not accept an orange from this motorcycle boy she is kind of interested in, no matter what. Um, the scene between them just chucking this orange back and forth and bantering with each other was really fun. And because of that, I wanted to recommend a simple orange juice recipe from the Big Book of Juices. Um, and that book is by Natalie Savona. It's juice number 64 in the Big Book, and it's called Bitter Melon. It uses two oranges and just two honeydew or cantaloupe melon slices to create a tangy sweet juice. You can check out the cookbook from the library to try it for yourself at home. It sounds delicious and refreshing. Yeah, it sounds perfect for summer. So the first book I wanted to talk about is called Today Will Be Different by Maria Semple. And I've wanted to read this book since it came out in October, but I'm glad I waited until now because it's a great summer read. The book begins with the main character, 49-year-old animator Eleanor Flood, vowing that, quote, Today will be different. Today I will be present. Today, anyone I speak to, I will look them in the eye and listen deeply. Today, I'll play a board game with Timby. I'll initiate sex with Joe. Today, I will take pride in my appearance. I'll shower, get dressed in proper clothes, and change into yoga clothes only for yoga, which today I will actually attend. (laughs) (laughs) Great beginning. Yes, definitely. So Eleanor's day is different, but this being a comedy, not in the way that she hopes. She learns that her hand surgeon husband has been lying to her, so instead of meeting her poetry tutor, doing yoga, or having lunch with the friends she hates, she ends up traipsing all over Seattle searching for her husband, her eight-year-old son, Timby, in tow. Also along for the ride are Alonzo, her poetry tutor, and Spencer, a man she used to work with back in New York. The book moves back and forth between Seattle and memories of Eleanor's estranged sister, Ivy, whom Eleanor basically raised after their mother died when they were children. If you read Simple's book, Where'd You Go, Bernadette?, you'll find quirky Eleanor and her madcap escapades very familiar. Today Will Be Different is just as funny as Bernadette, but I think it's more poignant. The story of Eleanor's childhood and relationship with her sister help explain her current unhappiness, a state that goes beyond what Eleanor calls, quote, the agita surrounding one normal day of white people problems, unquote. While the book is an easy read, perfect for the beach or a plane ride, there is much more at stake here than yoga and lunch dates, which makes it all the more satisfying. 
So I know it sounds cliche to pair coffee with a book set in Seattle. (laughs) It's perfect. But I think it matches Eleanor's jittery mind perfectly. And since it's summer, I thought it would be good to make it an iced coffee. Definitely. Um, I found a couple of different recipes for cold brewed iced coffee. Uh, One I found in the New York Times, and I did try it a couple of times, and it was really easy and delicious. It... um, It was cold brew, so you mixed it up the night before and let it sit all night um, and then diluted it to your taste. That sounds great. Um, I also have an iced coffee recipe to go with my next book. (laughs) Yay! Um, And it's also a cold brew. Well, we were definitely on the same wavelength. We were, and we both love coffee. (laughs) called When Dimple Met Rishi, and it's by Sandhya Menon. This is a contemporary YA romance, perfect for fans of Jenny Han and Sarah Dessen, and it's gotten a lot of rave reviews this year. Dimple Shaw and Rishi Patel are the main characters, and except for their shared interest in a summer program for aspiring web developers, they are absolutely nothing alike. But Dimple's family is obsessed with her finding the ideal Indian husband, in quotes, while Rishi is a hopeless romantic who is really excited about the cultural traditions involved within arranged marriage. And they are arranged to be married. (laughs) When Rishi and Dimple attend that same summer program together, they clash in so many ways. It's a fun story with serious things to say about culture, acceptance, and being yourself. And the cover reflects the fun attitude of the whole book. On the front cover is a girl with henna on her fingers drinking an iced coffee, and on the back of the book, the girl, who is definitely Dimple, the main character, is throwing that iced coffee in the boy's face. (laughs) So it just wouldn't be right not to partner this book with a delicious homemade iced coffee recipe. Absolutely. Yeah, and I have to. I um, can picture the cover very easily because it's been very popular with librarians doing book faces this summer. Oh, yeah, because it's... her whole head is on the cover and she's smiling with that iced coffee. It's really cool. Um, So the recipe that I recommend I found in uh, one of our library books. The book is called Quench, Handcrafted Beverages to Satisfy Every Taste and Occasion. It's by Ashley English with photographs by Jen Altman. The recipe only requires coarsely ground coffee, water, and ice combined with more water, milk, or half and half, whatever you want to dilute your coffee with. You infuse the coffee grounds in water overnight um, or for a whole day and then filter it and then serve with ice or your choice of milk or cream. Yeah, that sounds pretty much like my recipe. Yeah, it's so simple and I really need to do it. But I, I, what do you use to filter the coffee? Do I have to buy something special? Can I use an actual coffee filter? Um, yeah, you can. It, you just have to be careful with pouring it. Yeah. Like maybe pour it in a stra- you know, put it in a strainer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time I did it, I actually used our French press. Right, um, I've seen that. So that made the filtering a lot easier. Definitely. Okay. I don't have a French press, so I feel like I could do it anyway. I just have to yeah, be Yeah, you can. It just <laughs> can get a little messy. That's fine. Okay, 
so I um, just wanted to mention quickly a book um, that kind of pairs well, I think, with Today Will Be Different, because it's also a book where the main characters are women animators. Um, and the book is called The Animators by Kayla Ray Whitaker. And I should also insert a little disclaimer that I do know Kayla. Um, however, the novel is getting rave reviews elsewhere, so you don't have to trust just my opinion. It's <laughs> cool. It's a very specific topic that it's interesting. You've got a couple yeah. books to recommend about. Yeah. So. Um, so in this book, Mel and Sharon meet in college and become best friends and animation partners in New York. After they make their first hit film, they both experience tragedies in their personal lives that challenge their friendship and partnership. They set about rebuilding their relationship on a road trip that takes them through Florida and Kentucky. And the author is from Moorhead, Kentucky, and currently lives in Louisville, and you can tell she really knows the state. I haven't finished the book yet, but I've enjoyed it so far, and it especially has really great snappy dialogue. Nice. That actually sounds like one book that I wanted to recommend that I didn't really prepare, and that's Mosquito Land by David mm -hmm. Arnold, who is from Lexington, Kentucky, and it's also mm -hmm. about a road trip. Uh, yeah. Um, it's about a young girl who finds out her mom is sick, and in the very first chapter, she just gets up, walks out of school, and just runs away. Like, wow. Right away. And uh, <laughs> her her family really has no idea until the next day when she doesn't come home. And so she travels across Tennessee, through Kentucky, up past Independence, through Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. um, and she meets a lot of really interesting and quirky characters along the way. Mm -hmm. um, her dialogue and thoughts are, are pretty snappy and, and good. Um, mm -hmm. David Arnold's writing is spectacular. This was his first book, and it it should have won an award it's so good um i didn't think he could do any better but then his second book was even better somehow wow. um and i think that this book would appeal to a lot of adults as well especially mm -hmm. if you're from tennessee or kentucky mm -hmm. yeah yeah that sounds i mean i've heard of it before it, mm -hmm. it it does sound like a good one it's really good i recommend it uh to a lot of people who are looking for summer road trip audiobooks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is definitely something about a road trip book that yeah, it's perfect for summer. says summer to me. There's another book that I haven't read yet that's been on my list for a while, The Wings versus the World. And it's about this Chinese-American family that goes on a road trip, I think, after, after you know, the economic downturn. Mm -hmm. They've sort of lost all their money and are forced into a car together. Oh, wow. <laughs> um yeah, so there's another road trip book if you're if you're feeling like you want to read road trip books this summer. <laughs> so my last book is Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. And to me, Beautiful Ruins is the perfect summer read. So much so that I actually crave it every time the weather starts to warm up. You, you talked about this book last summer. Do you read this book I every did. year? Yes, actually, I do. I should really read it. This is the fourth time I've read it. And wow. the book was only published in 2012. Okay. So <laughs> that says a lot. Um, so what makes it the perfect summer read? So I think one thing is the setting. Um, it does jump around to different times and places, but my favorite sections take place in the year 1962 in Porto Vergogna, a small village on an island off the coast of Italy. There, a young man named Pasquale tends his family's small hotel, the Hotel Adequate View. 
One day, a beautiful, dying American actress named Dee Moray comes to stay at the hotel, setting the whole plot in motion. Over the course of the book, you also travel to the set of the movie Antony and Cleopatra in Rome, to modern-day Hollywood, to the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, Scotland, to Seattle, Washington, and elsewhere. The writing style is engaging, witty, and sometimes satirical. The sentences are beautiful without feeling overworked. Walter makes it all look and feel easy, yet the book is incredibly smart and provides important commentary on our contemporary culture, particularly our desire for fame and celebrity. I bought my own copy of this book and I have underlined so many passages. I love doing that. I love lending those books to people that I trust so Mm -hmm. that they can read it and underline their favorite parts too. Mm -hmm. And then see you read it again and see what they've underlined. Yeah, of course, we don't condone that with library books. Please don't write in the library books, even with pencil. It's not fun to erase. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's why I bought this book, because right. I really wanted yeah. to underline. It is, is it paperback or hardcover? It's definitely paperback. Right? Because they're so much easier to carry around <laughs> mm-hmm. and take with you and, and write in. Yes, we've discussed this before. We, yeah. I definitely prefer paperbacks for that reason, although they don't always survive long in a library paperbacks right yeah i prefer hardcover as for things that go on the library shelves Mm -hmm. they just last longer right um so at first i found the jumping around to different people and stories a little jarring especially because i liked some of the early characters so much that i didn't want to leave them However, once I got into it, I realized that part of the joy in reading the book is seeing how all of these people are interconnected and how Walter manages to tie them all together. The book reads like a big Hollywood ensemble movie, which is convenient because it's currently in development as a movie. Great. I will have to read it before it becomes a movie. And that's what I was just going to say next. But because since we readers all know the book is almost always better than the movie, Mm -hmm. you should definitely read beautiful ruins before the movie comes out i recommend you read it this summer perhaps with a glass of italian red wine which the characters drink copious amounts of at the hotel (laughs) adequate view definitely if you'd like something lighter and non-alcoholic and if you have copious amounts of lemon balm growing in your yard like i do try a lemon balm spritzer it's a simple mix of lemon balm lemon juice, water, and honey, plus a splash of sparkling water. You can also add gin or rum if you'd like yours to have a little kick. And we'll link to the recipe on our blog. Thanks, that sounds like a great recipe. So the last book that I want to talk about is a brand new book from this year called The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. That is a great title. It is Mackenzie Lee's first book, and it is the first book in a historical duology. The second book will be told from the point of view of the main character's sister. And the second book will be called The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy. Oh. And that comes out in 2018. Even better. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I loved this book. Um, It was a whirlwind adventure across Europe. There was mystery, romance, drama, and lots of action as well. Um, 
So it's historical. It's set in the mid-1700s. It starts out in England, and then it uh, the main character takes his grand tour across Europe, which is a very traditional thing for um, European and British youngsters to do before with money. They, yes, the <laughs> ones with money before they had to settle down and start mm. running a, their estate and get married. And, I want to do that. Right? <laughs> it's <laughs> a little could, late, but I, well, we can still do that now. Let's go take a grand tour across Europe. <laughs> um, so they get into a lot of trouble along the way, mainly because the main character, um, his name is Henry Mon- Monty Montague. They call him Monty. Um, he was born and bred to be a gentleman, of course, but he definitely is not. Every kind of trouble that he can find, he gets into. He's been kicked out of the finest boarding schools in England, and he is a constant disappointment to his father. Monty is really excited to be away from home for months on his grand tour of Europe, um, but not so much when his father requires that an old colleague chaperone him and put a damper on his fun, often illegal fun. Uh, And when Monty is scheduled to return, he's expected to take over the family's estate and act like a proper gentleman. And at that time, his best friend, who he's had a severe crush on forever, will be going off to college in the Netherlands. Basically, Monty has absolutely nothing to look forward to. But he won't give up the pleasures he loves, especially gambling and drinking. Even with his younger sister, Felicity, in tow and uh, their fun-dampering chaperone, Monty still plans to make the year of his grand tour one last hedonistic hurrah. But when one of Monty's reckless decisions turns their trip abroad into a dangerous manhunt that spans across Europe, it calls everything he knows, including his relationship with his best friend and his devotion to his family, into question. Now, this book isn't for the faint of heart. Like I said, there's a lot of hedonistic fun and gambling <laughs> and drinking and lots of lots of shenanigans. But um, if you love a good adventure and are interested in the life of rich and poor youth in Europe in the 16th century, you should definitely check it out. I loved it and shared it with a few friends who also really enjoyed it. Um, and they've shared the book around with other friends as well. Um, My favorite part was the character development throughout it. Monty grows a lot. His friends change a lot. They have a lot of really difficult conversations between him and his sister and his friends and um, the strangers that they meet along the way. There's just really difficult things happen and they have to have really difficult conversations in really weird and interesting situations. Um, It's a very fun book. Yeah, it sounds really good. um, Another road trip just a different mode of transportation definitely Uh, (laughs) running carriages horseback boats pirate ships (laughs) pirate ships yes (laughs) um so to go along with this book i wanted to share an interesting menu from a cookbook that we have here in the library one of our many french cookbooks it's called the chez panisse menu cookbook and it's by renowned chef uh, alice waters Her summer menu features a simple tomato salad, yellow squash and blossom soup, grilled beef filet with grilled onion rings, and honey ice cream for dessert. And if that doesn't sound like perfect for a summer evening, I don't know what does. It does. You're making me hungry. (laughs) The cookbook describes each recipe in detail. 
And this is actually one of the simplest ones that I found throughout the book. <laughs> These menus are they're really mm. fun to look at if just as entertainment because there's no way I could ever make some of these crazy right. things in these French menus. Um, I I love reading cookbooks like that though yeah. just to imagine the meals. And... Yeah, our our little French cookbook collection is has a lot of interesting histories and stories to go along with the the recipes as well. So if you're looking to have a little European adventure of your own, try some of the complex and decadent menus from the Chez Panisse menu cookbook to go along with the Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. Sounds perfect. listening to the Books and Bites podcast. We record from the Justman County Public Library's recording studio, and you can find out more about the recording studio, our creative space, and the podcast by going to our website, www.justpublib.org. Our theme song is The Breakers. From Scott Whitten's album, now out, In Close Quarters with the Enemy, you can find out more about Scott and his music on his website, adoreforadesk.com. You can check our website for more information about the next in-person meeting of the Books and Bites program, which will be in late September. Um, We look forward to hopefully seeing you uh, in person at the library at the Books and Bites program.